on behalf of Bishop Kelly, Bishop Carroll, Bishop Sante, all the priests, sisters, brothers, and seminarians, I want to wish all the mothers a most happy and blessed Mother's Day. And today is third Sunday after Easter, as well as Mother's Day. And the epistle is taken from the first epistle of St. Peter, chapter 2. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims to refrain yourselves from carnal desires which war against the soul, having your conversation good among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by the good works which they shall behold in you, glorify God in the day of visitation. Be subject, therefore, to every human creature for God's sake, wherefore, whether it be to the king as excelling, or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of the good. For so is the will of God, that by doing well you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free and not as making liberty a cloak for malice, but as the servants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. For this is thankworthy, thanksworthy in Jesus Christ our Lord. And the Holy Gospel. Taken from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 16. At that time, Jesus said to his disciples, A little while, and you shall not see me, and again a little while, and you shall see me because I go to the Father. Then some of his disciples said one to another, What is this that he saith to us? A little while and you shall not see me, and again a little while and you shall see me, and because I go to the Father. They said therefore, What is this that he saith? A little while. We know not what he speaketh. And Jesus knew that they had a mind to ask him, and he said to them, Of this do you inquire among yourselves, because it said, A little while, and you shall not see me, and again a little while, and you shall see me. Amen, amen, I say to you, that you shall lament and weep, but the world shall rejoice, and you shall be made sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in labor, hath sorrow, because her hour is come. But when she hath brought forth a child, she remembereth no more the anguish, for joy that a man is born into the world. So also you now indeed have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man shall take from you. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. When she hath brought forth a child, she remembereth no more the anguish, for joy that a man is born into the world. Words taken from the Gospel of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the 13th century, my dear faithful, there lived St. Elizabeth of Hungary. St. Elizabeth was a princess. She was a daughter of the king of Hungary. As she led the life of royalty, one would expect she had a fabulous life. But St. Elizabeth's was actually filled with trial. 
Following the custom of the time, she was arranged to marry a prince when she was just a girl. But gossamongers said she was unfit for him. You see, she was very devout and generous to the poor, even as a young woman. And people began to say that St. Elizabeth should enter the convent, not become a queen. Despite these insults, the princess did marry her prince, Ludwig IV of Thuringia, and it was a happy marriage. Together they had three children and ruled their kingdom. And all the while, St. Elizabeth remained just as devout and generous to the poor. Gossip still spread in the court, though, saying that she was wasting the money of the kingdom. But the poor, they loved her. Her virtue helped her husband as well, grow in his love for his faith. And so after six years of marriage, Ludwig answered the call of the crusade to fight for Christ. However, and quite tragically, before he made it to battle, as so common at that time, Ludwig lost his life to illness, leaving Elizabeth a widow and alone to raise their three children. St. Elizabeth's son, just a little boy, succeeded his father as ruler. He was too young to rule, so his uncle, St. Elizabeth's brother-in-law, ruled for him. However, the nobles refused to have Elizabeth rule for him because they didn't trust the queen not to waste the kingdom's wealth on providing for the poor. So adamant were the nobles, as well as the uncle, that Elizabeth had nothing to do with the kingdom, that the uncle actually turned her out of the castle and forbade anyone in the town to take her in. Soon after, this cold-hearted man sent his little nieces and nephew out of the castle, refusing them a home as well. St. Elizabeth, a princess and former queen, was left to wander the streets with her little ones. How much her motherly heart must have suffered to see her children suffer in this way. But nevertheless, she put her trust in God and offered up this cross to him. Eventually, through the help of the crusaders that were the friends of her husband returning home, St. Elizabeth returned back to the castle, and she dedicated herself to the poor once again. Just a few years later, she died at the age of 24, but her saintly memory lived on in the people's hearts. They invoked her name often, especially when they prayed for children. In fact, soon after her death, there was a three-year-old boy who had been sick for five days. 
At length, the illness proved too much for him, and the little boy passed away. His mother, Lutrude, was the one who found him. She ran out of the house to her neighbors, hoping someone could do something to save her son. But her hope in them was soon dashed. When her neighbors began to get ready the burial clothes, it was too much for her. Lutrude picked up her son, and she cried to St. Elizabeth, Come to my help. You too, Elizabeth, were a mother. The poor woman held her son close to her, continuing her prayers and her tears. They turned from pleading for help, though, into prayers of thanksgiving and tears of joy, for warmth came back to her little boy. He returned to life, and all was well again. At that resurrection, Lutrude probably felt something like that same joy she had when she first had her son. Or as our Lord put it in today's gospel, the joy that a man is born into the world. And it was because she knew that St. Elizabeth was a mother as well that Lutrude put her trust in the saint. St. Elizabeth knew the sorrows of motherhood as well as the joy that a man is born into the world. She would certainly have that same devoted and loving heart of a mother still. That, my dear faithful, is the hallmark of motherhood, constant and unending devotion. Mothers sacrifice their lives for their children by giving their time, their labor, but above all, their hearts. Their children are the constant preoccupation of their minds and the devotion of their hearts. That is why we honor them today on Mother's Day. We try to make something of a return, a little thank you for all they do and have done for us. We treat our mothers on this day like a queen, not a queen over a kingdom, but over our homes and our hearts. And right with this celebration of our earthly mothers, we must not forget our Blessed Mother, who is our Heavenly Queen. Mary is closer to us than any other human being. She spends her time in heaven constantly watching over us. She nurtures us by distributing to us grace. She provides for us by her intercession before the throne of God. In every way, Our Lady is truly our Heavenly Mother. And so... Just as we do for our earthly mother, we should treat Mary as the queen of our homes and our hearts.
That is why today we crown her. It is a reminder of the place she must hold for us. I urge you then, my dear faithful, to live this reminder, to show your love and honor for our heavenly queen, just as you show your love and honor to your mother. Above all, my dear faithful, remember that one of the greatest gifts that you can give both to Our Lady and your own mother is your prayers. Pray to our Blessed Mother and pray for your earthly mother. Our Lady is our mother and loves to hear from and to aid her children. And our mothers on earth, there is no greater good than the eternal bliss of heaven. Your prayers can truly help your mother save her soul. In this way, my dear faithful, you can make something of a return for all their devotion to you, both to Mary and your mother. Love your mothers, my dear faithful, on this Mother's Day and every day, and know that it will be a great glory before God Almighty, both for you and for them. May God bless you, and may you have a most happy and blessed Mother's Day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen.